Dan Bongino. They've been tweeting to me, Bongino's a nut, Bongino's a blanker, blanker. The Dan Bongino Show. Everywhere big government gets bigger, corruption grows bigger, and these liberals just keep going on and on and on about how great big government is, and they can't prove to you any examples of how wonderful big government is almost anywhere. Get ready to hear the truth about America. Young kids, you are too stupid to figure out your health insurance needs, so we're going to hammer your cabooses to death until you figure out that the government knows what's best and you're an idiot. On a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. All right, welcome to the Renegade Republican with Dan Bongino. Producer Joe, how are you today? Let the week begin, Dan. Yeah. yeah, man, I had a crazy weekend <laughs> traveling all around my daughter in the gymnastics contest uh, thing. She did the regional thing up in South Carolina, the regional competition. That was crazy. Pulling to the hotel, 1 o'clock in the morning, not a parking spot in the whole hotel. I'm like, listen, I tell the guy at the front desk, it was super cool. It was the Sheridan in uh, Myrtle Beach. I said, I have to leave the car here in a 15-minute spot. There's no car. He's like, all right, fine. I'm like, there's not a spot in the whole hotel. How do you have not one sp- literally not one <laughs> spot out of 500? So I have a couple of guests in the studio today. So if you hear some background noise, that is not us being taken. There's not an invasion going on of the Dan Bongino <laughs> show. These are guests here uh, voluntarily. Let me turn the gain up a little bit here so we get a little bit better sound. All right, folks. Today's show brought to you by our buddies at Birch Gold. You know I love these guys. Listen. Volatility is big trouble if you're looking for some stability in your investments. Check out our friends at the Birch Gold Group. These guys will send precious metals to your door. They literally send precious metals to my door. They send five ounces of silver. These guys are great. They are an A-plus rated, Better Business Bureau, A-plus rated company. They have countless five-star reviews. It's Birch Gold with an I, B-I-R-C-H Gold. Folks, listen, the stock market's up. It's down. I, I'm a big believer in American companies, but I also like some stability in my investments as I get older. All I'm asking you to do is go and check these guys out. With the threat of inflation looming on the horizon, stock market can go up. But if inflation goes up, too, you could be eating away at your savings and not even knowing it. You may be making nominal gains, but not real ones. Go check out Birch Gold Group and see if you can move some of your IRA or your eligible 401k into an IRA backed by precious metals at Birch Gold Group. Go to birchgold.com. That's birchgold.com slash Dan. B-I-R-C-H gold.com slash Dan. And ask them for your free 16-page guide on how to move your IRA into a uh, uh, IRA backed by precious metals, folks. It, listen, stability, I'm a little worried about that as I get older. I talk about the ravages of inflation all the time. Go check them out. Birchgold.com slash Dan. Request your free, no commitments necessary, free 16-page guide uh, today. How to uh, back your IRA with precious, uh, precious metals, gold and silver. We always like something you can touch and feel, folks. All right. I had a couple of stories today I wanted to get to. A lot happened over the weekend when we were gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had the, I mean, I guess we should start off with the Trump tweets. Because, folks, this is getting this is getting a little Looney Tunes now. <laughs> so Trump tweeted, was it Friday night? or I think it was Friday night where he tweeted, but it was a big story over the weekend. Trump tweeted out regarding Director Comey. I think it was Friday. He said, I really hope there are no, quote, tapes about our conversation so Comey doesn't leak anything. Mm. insinuating that you saw this right joe yeah yeah i did it, insinuating that the, the meeting they had apparently they had a couple of private dinners and in that meeting there were numerous things discussed and one of the things supposedly discussed in that meeting was the fact that trump was not in fact under investigation trump said that comey told him that so comey's been known to leak frequently that's been a you know comey is that's the rumor out there that Comey's like a, it's yeah. a leak fest out there. You know, they, they can't plug the die quick enough with the, with Comey leaking stuff to the press. So Trump kind of sent a preemptive strike out there and said, Hey, listen, 
there could be tapes on this, basically. Or he said, you better hope there aren't tapes. Now, folks, a couple things on this. I, I mean, I have to get to right from a law enforcement perspective. Number one, it is not illegal to record people's conversations in a one-party consent state. Now, Joe, right. Right. <laughs> you and I obviously have had, uh, you know my story. I was yes, recorded I once illegally by a member of the press recorded during a conversation because I live in Florida. Each state has a different policy on recording. I want to be clear on this because liberals are already saying, was this illegal? Is what he did illegal? Did he break any laws? If, if this recording happened, it would have happened in Washington, D.C., which is a one-party consent area, which means this. That means that if one party consents to the recording, which would be two parties, you're not going to record yourself, okay? You're no. going to record your conversation. But if one party consents, that's what a one-party consent state means, it is legal. D.C. is a one-party consent state, meaning that this it sounds kind of bizarre, but if I'm having a conversation with you, Joe, mm-hmm. and I record the conversation without telling you, I consented to recording it. Right. I don't... You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's now, cool. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's all good. It's legal. It may, you may not like it. You may not think it's ethical or moral for yeah. me to record you, Actually, but it doesn't it make sucks, it... but it's legal, yeah. It does suck. I mean, I remember New York was a one-party consent state, and the reason this is important kind of harping on the law enforcement theme we had for Friday's show, which did bonkers numbers, by the way, Yeah, is if you're in a state that's one party consent, it's much easier for the cops to get things done. Because think about it, Joe, if I arrest you on a counterfeit charge and I say, Joe, I need you to cooperate. Okay. We're going to cut you loose. Right. But mm-hmm. I need you to make a call to your supplier. Let me get a little sip of coffee here. Share that sip with our usually, audience. Yeah, there we yeah go. I don't usually do that much on the show. I usually drink my coffee beforehand. <laughs> but being that we have guests today, so if if I want to, if I want to, what we would call roll you, right? Roll you into the bigger guys, some police jargon. If you want to sound very Hill <laughs> Street Blues today, I'd say Joe, make a call to your supplier, and we'll, you know, I'll talk to the United States Attorney, and we'll consider dropping the charges. Now, for you to call your supplier mm-hmm. in a two-party consent state. And ask for counterfeit to get him on tape, to get him, to get evidence against him. Mm -hmm. In a two-party consent state, you would literally have to say to him, hey, supplier, uh, daddy-o, Joey bag of donuts, counterfeit supplier, I'm recording you right now. And you don't have to tell him the police are listening, but it doesn't matter. If he says you're recording him, he he just assumes it's for a reason he's going to hang up the phone. Forget about it. Forget forget about it, cuz. Forget about it. So it's really, I'm just trying to give you again, I I don't do liberal talking points. Liberals, you know, they they just say, oh, Trump, he may have done something illegal. And they stop the thinking after that because, you know, most of them are just dopey and they like silly talking points. I give you the deep dive on this show. You're not going to get anywhere else. And I'm I'm happy that you leave, hopefully knowing a little more when you get than when you got in. So cops really don't like two party consent states. I live in a two party consent state. And by the way, if one of the parties is in the party that's recording is recording a guy that lives in a two party consent state, it doesn't matter. So even though I live in Florida, let's say you call me from Washington D.C. Mm-hmm. and it's a one party consent state, Joe, you still can't record me I, in Florida because I, I live in a two party consent. I didn't state. know that. I didn't know that yeah. part. Yeah, yeah, because I had another reporter once from another conservative out, nice guy, he wasn't being a jerk or anything. But halfway through the interview, after the debacle where the guy did record me, he goes, oh, by the way, I forgot to tell you, you know, this is being recorded, too. And I was like, well, you know, I'm kind of cool with that. But 
You should have told me in the beginning. He goes, well, I don't have to. I'm in D.C. I'm like, um, yeah, you do. Like, you you don't even know the law and you're a reporter. He Again, he wasn't being a jerk. He just really didn't know. Hmm. So in Florida, you record someone in Florida. That's why with those calls, Joe, those customer service calls are like, this call's being recorded. That's why they say it universally, because no matter, it doesn't matter where you're calling from. It matters where you're calling to. Gotcha. Now, getting back to the point here, because your liberal friends, oh, Trump committed a crime. He did not commit a crime, okay? Trump did nothing. He, you, you may not agree with it, but he didn't commit any crime because they, both parties were in Washington, D.C., which is a one-party consent state, meaning if Trump consented to the recording, then it's okay. Now, so we clear on that because this liberal talking point is out of control, and I've heard people on cable news who are really just idiots just making stuff up, like, oh, my gosh, he may have committed a crime. He didn't. You're a dope. You don't know what you're talking about. Move along. Now, having said that, can I engage our audience here, Joe, in a little bit of uncomfortable conversation? Sure. I mean, I, I say uncomfortable because this is uncomfortable for me because let me just be clear. I understand the battle we're in. I completely get that the left... Hey, by the way, someone complimented you. Sorry, this is a look squirrel moment. Someone mm-hmm. sent an email saying how great your audio work was on the show. They said it sounds terrific. <laughs> wow. I should have told you that before. Yeah, so thank, thank you. you for that email, by the way. I said, show sounds great. But here's the uncomfortable. I had a delay there because I'm I'm trying to uh, try to see how I, sh- I frame this without hurting anybody's feelings. I get the battle we're in. I understand that not all Democrats. I want to be clear on that. But the liberals are liars. That they really hate the country. That they are anti anti communists, as David Harts would say. In other words, we're the anti communists fighting for liberty. They're against us. So, I mean, they don't have principles. They're just against what we stand for. That's what David Horowitz always meant. I did whole shows on this. The anti-anti-communist idea, which I love and is very accurate, is David Horowitz from the Freedom Center. He has this idea that the left doesn't really stand for anything. They just stand against us because we're against communism and big government control. So no matter what it is, like if, they, if the left had to stand with Muslims throwing gays off buildings because they're, they're against us, then that's fine because, you know, that, that's where you get this. This idea, Joe, that, you know, amongst conservatives, like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't get it. The left is supposed to be for LGBT rights, but they stand for these people, these uh, these these Islamists who throw gays off buildings. Hmm. You have to understand they don't care. They're we are the anti-communists and they are the anti-anti-communists. They will they just want to stop us because in order to concentrate their power over government, the far left, maybe I don't say this enough, in order to concentrate their power and enact their big government control agenda. It's not a conspiracy theory. This is absolutely what they do. They'll fight anything we stand for. They'll fight high taxes. They'll fight low taxes. They'll fight anything. It doesn't matter. If school choice programs empowered liberals, which they don't, they would fight for, not against school choice. It doesn't matter. Very little of what they say is true. They're just the anti-anti-communist. So I understand what they're doing. And I get that they're trying to destroy the Trump administration. And what I really don't like is when Republicans pile on the Trump administration, when they make basic mistakes instead of handling things behind closed doors with him, Joe, because they add fuel to the liberal fire and they diminish Trump's political capital. And I believe the bigger wars is is more important. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like by us nitpicking every little thing Trump does wrong, it publicly it diminishes Trump's political bank account, which he needs to combat the left. Right. And I think a lot of these Republicans in swingy districts and a lot of these Republicans trying to look like principal guys are nitpicking every little thing Trump does in an effort to make them, you know, make themselves look better at the expense of Trump, which is hurting his political bank account, which is in turn empowering the left. Is that you got you got what I'm saying there? Oh, yeah. So mm-hmm. I am not doing that right now. I'm not nitpicking the guy. 
but the tweets have they got they got to stop. I'm sorry, folks. I know a lot of you are big Trump supporters. I've been very vocal trying to support him on the tax cuts, on trying to get Obamacare repeal, not so much on trade and other issues. But you cannot tweet that you may have tapes on the former FBI director. You you just can't do that as the president of the United States. I mean, let me be precise. Of course, you can do it. (laughs) And that's why I started off the show by saying he didn't do anything illegal. I'm not suggesting he did violated the law, but folks, I mean, you're the president of the United States. You're tweeting out on an open Twitter account. It's making the country look silly. I'm sorry. If you, let me give you, let me give you two reasons why. Number one, if you have the tapes, do you really want everybody you deal with politically right now, whether it's the FBI director, you know, the, the, the Japanese prime minister, mm-hmm. the cabinet secretaries, do you really want them thinking you're recording everything? So number one, if you do have the tapes, do you really want people to know it? Number two, if so number one's bad, right, Joe? Do, yeah. I mean, if you were going in to meet with the president, do you really want your conversations recorded? No. Again, not illegal, but I think it's time for us to say, listen, we can't move forward if you could, you can't do that. But number two, if he doesn't have the tapes, we have a bigger problem (laughs) because now his presidential credibility is shot. Now it's like, oh, well, he'll just say anything on Twitter to scare people. Again, I I, I don't want to see the presidency be hurt by this. I don't. I understand the bigger fight we're engaged in, folks. But I think on uh, if we're going to help him advance the principles that matter to us in this bigger fight. He has to maintain a political bank account large enough to move big issues. And right now, I just don't see that happening. Not with what's going on. I mean, he's re- he hurt himself bad with this thing, with, mm. this, with this tweet. All right, moving on. I, wanna get, I don't want be to beat it up too much, but it's important you understand that. I mean, but I do get the bigger fight. I mean, think about CNN this week. They, did you see this, Joe? This is almost like, this is beyond ridiculous. CNN tweeted a story. Not tweeted. I'm sorry. I'm lost on the Twitter story still. They put out a story that Trump prefers two scoops of ice cream to one and the rest of the staff gets one. Did you see that? No, I didn't see that. Folks, I'm not kidding. Go to my Facebook page. I'm Dan Bongino, the verified page. It's like a scam account. I'm the one with the blue check mark. I don't say that to pat myself on the back. There's a couple scam pages out there. There's a guy who posted on my wall screenshots of CNN reporting a story about evil Donald Trump because he prefers two scoops of ice cream. And this, I'm not making this up, Joe. I swear. Just let, go look at it, folks, if you think I'm making this up. Did you, what? You saw that too? Oh, my wife is in the studio. She's like, she saw it too. Yeah, it's, it's, we're not making it up. So th- again, I, I just say that to show, I, I get it. I understand the bigger fight out there. I get it that we should not be nitpicking this guy to death. I get it that the left always shows solidarity no matter how bad their people are. I mean, Obama targeted people with the IRS. We had four people killed in Benghazi. Where, where was the left's call for, oh, for a special prosecutor? The answer, Joe, nowhere. So we shouldn't nitpick this guy to death. But this is one where I really hope someone from the Trump administration is listening I don't, I don't, you know, not that he's taking advice from me, Joe, but I don't care about the tweets. Mm. I care about those kind of tweets. They really, they either hurt his credibility or they hurt his credibility. And we can't move the ball forward if his credibility is damaged. Can I go to one more thing on this? Well, yeah, Dan, go right ahead. Go right ahead, Joe. He's puking. (laughs) (laughs) I still love that. For those of you who missed it last week, that's the radio term for people who use 
really over the top affect when speaking in radio. Yes, Dan, go right ahead. Man. Well, Dan, you want to do one more little bit on that story? It's quite all right with me. Just go right ahead. You remember, though, back in the day, that was it, yeah. man. They had, like, Shadow Stevens and Casey Kasem and all yeah. these people. That was It was so over the top. I can't get enough of this. I'm sure I'll get a complaint because when I go overboard on stuff, which yeah. is pretty common on the show, I get an email like, okay, enough <laughs> with the puke and stuff on the radio. <laughs> They'll be in, in my box tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, Poor Joe. I know. It's, <laughs> okay. I, know I always set Joe up. With somebody, it's quite all right. Really funny. Um, one more thing on this. The calls for the special prosecutors, according to the media, are growing louder and louder and louder. They're not growing louder, okay? It's a couple of idiots on the left who want a special prosecutor for the for the Trump-Russia collusion fairy tale because there's no such story. It's a made-up, fabricated story. I've got a solution to this thing I'd like to pitch to you just quickly here. You want a special prosecutor for the Trump collusion fairy tale? Make a deal with the left, Joe. Say, okay, we'll give you that. But I'll tell you what. You give us a special prosecutor. We want to reopen the Hillary Clinton case. You watch how quickly the left folds. Because remember, folks, I want to be absolutely clear on this. You will not find a credible Democrat in the eight years of the Obama administration, despite the Benghazi scandal, the IRS scandal, Fast and Furious, the AP phone records scandal, the GAO scandal, the VA scandal. You will not find one credible Democrat that called for a special prosecutor, special, excuse me, special prosecutor on any of those cases, any of them, the Hillary email scandal, nothing. But now all of a sudden that they have a fake news story, totally fake news, no evidence at all of this Trump-Russia collusion. Now they want a special prosecutor. So I say you put the ball in their court and say, we're going to appoint two special prosecutors, one for Hillary on the email scandal to see what information the Russians got off her email server. And then secondly, we're going to appoint one for Trump. How does that sound? Hmm. You watch, they, Joe, they will back off so quickly. You know why? Hmm. Because as I tweeted this weekend, the difference between the Obama scandals and the Trump scandals is the Obama scandals, Joe, actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> that thing got retweeted, I think something like 2,700 times. So that's the way you, you cut these people off. Okay. Uh, gosh, I want to, what do I talk? Oh. The, the, the Obamacare scam. This is important. There's something going on with the left. I figured out this weekend after some long deliberation. And I thought to myself, I got to discuss this on the show. Before we get to that, uh, have you picked up Brickhouse Nutrition yet? Their Dawn to Dust product. I get tremendous feedback on this. There is a, there's a regular, I give a shout out to one of my regular listeners and emailers. I think her name is or Ornella. Uh, but she emails a lot. Always good stories. I always appreciate the emails. It's Daniel Appongino. I read them. I'm sorry I don't respond to everyone, but I promise I read them. We just get a lot of emails as joe knows we that's thanks to you exclusively mm. you guys are everything but uh i always always get a last paragraph because i send them on to miles from the company about brickhouse nutrition or dawn to dust product always in the last paragraph it's like hey i love this product it's one of the problems with energy drinks out there and, and coffee is you drink them and an hour later you're ready to crash so brickhouse nutrition figured out a better way a time release uh product called dawn to dusk you can take it in the morning, you take it in the early afternoon, and you're good for 10 hours. It is an amazing elevation of your mood, your energy level. It's good for cops, for firemen, for assembly line workers, for CEOs, for hard-charging parents out there who are at it all day. Give it a shot, BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan, and pick up Dawn to Dust. That's BrickHouseNutrition.com slash Dan. Do me a favor. Email me your results because I have not... 
I'll be honest with you, folks, about usually every single sponsor for every hundred complimentary emails, you always get one guy who's unhappy about some. I'm telling you, I've not gotten one not even, and nothing but splendid reviews about this product. I would not mm. spin your wheels on this. BrickHouseNutrition.com, dawn to dust. Give it a shot. You won't be disappointed. So Ornella loved it too. So a little shout out there. I do read all your emails, folks. Okay. So this weekend I'm sitting around and I'm thinking to myself, with this Obamacare thing, why you know the why matters, right, Joe? We say it all the time you on bet. the show. The why, the why, the why. Embrace the why. When you understand why Democrats do what they do, everything makes sense because they seem to do things all the time that are contradictory. You know, it's like I brought up in the beginning of the show, like they'll fight for LGBT equality while they'll refuse to call out Islamists who throw gay people off buildings. Mm. And you're like, well, that doesn't make sense. It's totally contradictory. Well, it does make sense when you understand that they they see our globalist power as causing Islamist terrorism. Like we've caused it because we've caused global poverty and they respond by becoming terrorists. So, which is not, it's stupid. I mean, it's just nonsense, but th th that's where the anti-anti-communist thing comes in. But so when you understand the why, that makes sense. But this thing about Obamacare, they're fighting so, I don't even want to call it passionately because it's not like a, it's not like based in any principle. There's something going on with the essential health benefits thing. I saw a bunch of Ezekiel hmm. Manuel types, Rahm Emanuel's brother, uh, these far left guys, arguing vigorously to preserve the essential health benefits. And, and it's named that for a reason. You know, the left's always been engaged in a war on language. And the essential health benefits provision of Obamacare was basically this. If you were going to offer an insurance product, Joe, mm -hmm. in the Obamacare exchanges. So let's say you were running Joe's insurance company and you were going to mm -hmm. offer an insurance plan. The, quote, essential health benefits package were a bunch of things you had to cover as an insurance plan to sell that product in the market. Mm -hmm. Are we clear on that? Yep. Now, they have been fighting to preserve this with a fury. And I'm thinking to myself, gosh, why, 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 why? There's got to be a why. And this weekend, I had just this burst of, of, of and I figured it out listening to a little uh, riff by Charles Krauthammer where he was talking about community rating, and it makes all the sense in the world now. The essential health benefits package says an insurance company has to cover everything from vasectomies to hair transplants uh, to whatever, cancer treatments. Mm -hmm. Now, they frame it essential health benefits because they, want it, they do this all the time, Joe. They want to make sure the conversation gets changed from... What you, they want to make sure you that that you believe them. It's it's free. Uh, what I'm getting at is, whenever they talk about it, notice the language they use. It's critical. They'll say, "Well, insurance companies have to cover, you know, whatever hair transplants." I mean, this is just unethical if mm -hmm. they don't. And you get the impression, Joe, when you're when you're listening to this, that the insurance companies are paying for this out of their own pocket. Okay. What they never say is. A mandated essential health benefit is something Joe Armacost has to pay for if Joe was buying an insurance plan. So you notice, Joe, no one ever says the obvious. Like, I mean, think about it. If Ezekiel yeah. Manuel was defending right. this, wanted to be honest, he'd say, we believe the government should mandate that Joe play for tra hair, plant, hair transplants. Now, if you've seen Joe, you know Joe doesn't need a hair transplant. Joe has right. like Elvis hair. I mean, right. Joe's got better looking hair than I do, and he's 10 years older than me. He's, he has less grays than I do. Joe doesn't want that. But when they talk about it and they defend it, they don't talk about it that way. They manipulate the language to make you believe that it's some kind of gift from the insurance company, Joe, right, right. not realizing, Joe, you are in fact paying for it, even if you don't want it. And I thought, why, why? Well, here's the why. The Democrats were brilliant 
And I don't mean this in a qualitatively good way. I mean it strategically. They were strategically brilliant in the way they set up Obamacare. What they did is they mandated a set of 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 things you have to buy. And then they mandated what the price was going to be through community ratings. So they said, Joe, insurance companies have to provide hair transplants, this, this, and this, and you can't charge more than this amount of money. That was the community rating provision, right? Mm -hmm. We've talked about this before. So if you were, say, Joe Armacost in his 50s and you were going to get a plan that covered hair transplants and everything else, then you couldn't pay more than this amount of money. So think about what they did. They mandated Joe Armacost buy a product. Right. But they told the insurance company, you can't charge Joe for that product. Make sense, Joe? It hmm. would be like essentially mandating every American buy a Corvette and then telling Chevy, but you can only charge $40,000. Right. Okay. So what happened, folks? The insurance companies took massive losses on every plan, just like Chevy would take a massive loss on every Corvette. What's a Corvette? 80000 70000 I don't even know yeah. what they cost anymore. I mean, I bought my, I had one years ago. I bought it for 30000 Gosh, I had a 2001 Targa top, which was nice. I love that. That's where I met my wife when I had that car. So what happened? Just like Chevy lost a boatload, Aetna, think about the amount of money I'm about to tell you. In about three years, Aetna, the insurance company, and their nationwide Obamacare exchange plans, because of that, that they had to offer all these, quote, essential benefits, but yeah. couldn't charge for them above a certain price, Aetna lost what is it, $600 million? Oh. Folks, think about that number. Put in perspective what I just told you. The Secret Service, their entire budget for a year is only about $2 billion. Aetna lost $600 million, about a third of that, in a couple of years, one insurance company on the phony faux pricing mechanism. So you may be saying to yourself, if you're following this conversation, like I know you are, because I have the smartest audience around based on the email feedback I get. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I get emails, I'm like, man, good call on that. You're probably saying to yourself, well, what's so strategically brilliant about that, Dan? Aha, here we go. By having insurance companies lose money and understanding they were going to lose money, I don't think they expected, just to be clear, I don't think the Obama administration expected this degree of losses. All right, Joe, I just want, I don't want to, I don't, because then you get into conspiracy theory stuff that doesn't help any of us. Right. I, I think they understood they were, the insurance companies were going to lose money, but not this amount. But they set it up in such a way that once the conversation started about what insurance companies have to pay for, not what you have to pay for, right, Joe? Because they set up essential health benefits, the conversation and the talking points through the media in such a way that you think the insurance companies are paying for, they knew that benefit would never go away. Mm -hmm. Because then what happens, Joe, if you take away the Republicans, quote, take away essential health benefits, then people in the public are going to be like, what do you mean? Ins uh, I, insurance companies aren't going to have to pay for my cancer treatment? Mm. No, no, you're paying for your cancer treatment and your hair transplant. But the media and the Democrats understood if they put that in there, they would make the, the, the products prohibitive, uh, prohibitively expensive. Now, what's the genius part? They knew once they lost money, that eventually this Obamacare was subject to legislative repeal. They understood they could lose an election and this thing could go away one day. But by putting the essential health things in there, Joe, and fighting for it, they knew no private insurance company would come back in the market and be able to offer products hmm. under, with, those, with the losses they had already taken. Again, I don't think they understood they would lose almost a billion dollars, Aetna. But they understood that the Corvettes, let me give the Corvette analogy, that Chevy was losing so much money on Corvettes. Mm-hmm. That when they finally, if, if let's say the Republicans were to get elected, 
I think I think the Democrats said in the beginning, even if they get elected and we mandate these essential health benefits, nobody will ever make this go away because once you convince the public that the government is paying for the Corvette, everybody's going to want to everybody's going to want the top line Corvette. No, don't take away my Corvette. Hmm. What would happen then? Chevy would never sell Corvettes again in the future at all because they could never make money. This hmm. is a, it was I, I thought about this this week and I'm like this is this is why they're fighting for this essential health benefits because once the essential health benefits go away and you say to people Joe you don't have to buy a Corvette you could buy a Ford Focus you could buy a Lamborghini you can buy whatever you want they understood that free market pricing would take over again because people who were in the Ford Focus budget would buy the Ford Focus and people who wanted the Lamborghinis would buy the Lamborghinis uh-huh. but when you mandate everybody okay. buy a Corvette. And you rack up Chevy with losses. And then you say, okay, now all of a sudden you can buy what you want. No company's going to go back in the market because they've racked up so many losses that they don't even have the ability to price their product fairly again because they'd have to make up for all the losses they made in the years prior. You get what I'm saying, oh, Joe? yeah, if yeah. Chevy was losing $20,000 a car for three years, and then all of a sudden they're allowed to free market price Corvettes again, the Corvette's not going to be 60. It's going to be 100 because yeah. they have to make up for all those losses. And they understood, which was strategically brilliant. That if you keep the essential benefits, if you keep it as long as you can, there is no way free market healthcare would ever win. Now, what's the end game here? This is I'm telling you, this is why they're fighting for this. You think they care about hair transplants, Joe? Hell they don't no. care about this. They, they're not of this matter. The lobbyists do, but they don't. They understand that once you rack up the losses again. You, the free market pricing system can never, ever work as long as you hold on to that essential benefits thing. Because even if it goes away years later, the longer you hold on to it and the losses rack up, they will never be able to sell products at a free market price again. So what would happen then? Well, think about it. Think this through. What are they calling for now? Folks, I'm telling you to, to, to footnote Rush and steal his line for a moment. Don't doubt me on this. Do not doubt me. I know, I know I'm right. I'm sure of it. You're hearing at simultaneously calls to maintain the essential health benefits, which they won't let go away because then a free market will take over, while you're hearing calls for what? For single-payer health care. Single-payer. There single we go. Single-payer. Babe, as I said, by the way, now everybody emails me. Thanks, babe. Everyone. No, I, I don't. I haven't <laughs> seen anyone not end of. So how I know we got loyal listeners. They're always, they leave it with, thanks, babe. This is what they're doing. They're hoping that once, let's say it gets wiped out, they can hold on to it as long as possible, right, Joe? Right. Distort the market as long as possible. Make right. Chevy sell Corvettes for $40,000 when they're worth seventy. Maintain it for at least a couple more years. Wipe out these insurance companies. Wipe out Chevy. Then all of a sudden, if the Republicans repeal it, it's impossible for any of these companies to come back in the market because they've been taking $20,000 losses on every car for five or six years. And then what happens, Joe? In order for them to come back in the market, they'd have to price the Corvette at $100,000. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? The public will say, 100000 for a Corvette? Are you kidding me? They were $60,000. You guys are screwing us. Look right. at you capitalists. You're screwing us over. We don't want anything. I think the government should buy everybody cars for $60,000. That is the plan. I'm telling you, don't doubt me on this for a second. That is why they, are, they do not want to get rid of this essential health benefits, because they want to use it as a cudgel to, to beat these insurance companies. <coughs> 
beat the, excuse me, beat these insurance companies over the head, make sure they lose money forever. That way they can never get back in the market. That way, if they do get back in the market, they've lost for so long that they're going to have to overprice their insurance products. Then they're going to use those overpriced insurance products to say, look, these people are ripping you off these insurance companies. And the only solution to this, Joe, is single payer government health care. Ladies and gentlemen, Mm. it is not a conspiracy theory. If it actually happens, I'm telling you, that's why they're doing it. All right, folks, thanks again for tuning in. I uh, I really appreciate it. We had great listenership last week. I'll talk to you all soon. You just heard the Dan Bongino Show. Get more of Dan online anytime at conservativereview.com. You can also get Dan's podcasts on iTunes or SoundCloud. And follow Dan on Twitter 24-7 at DBongino.